The following content is not suitable for children. Frustrated sexual pursuers. How could you get these withdrawers to just open up, expand, explore a little bit? Let's talk about it, Lori. I've been there. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. All right. We get some uh, comments from our readers, right? I know. This is, it's so nice. Again, try to get back to y'all, but sometimes there's too many, but we appreciate the letters. Right now, we've got a letter that we thought we would talk about, and he starts out by saying, hey, guys. Can I just start by saying what an amazing show you guys produce? I had to put that in there. It's helped me immensely to better understand the dynamics of the pursuer and the withdrawer, me being the pursuer. Then he goes on and he talks a little bit. He says, in recent weeks, I've been very aware of my wife and her lack of desire and the way she sees herself in her mind's eye, something I've battled for years to understand and help her navigate through. Your podcast has been a very useful tool in this process. This past weekend was our 18-year wedding anniversary, and we spent a considerable amount of time selecting the perfect location, the time frame, the food, the wine, the movies, all the things I know she loves. 18 years gives you some clues to what makes her tick. Hey, good for you, buddy. Long story short, when it came to the intimacy part of the relationship the first night, I gave her some very tasteful gifts. I thought she would like these things, and I gave her the types of stuff that I've given her in the past, only to have her blow up at me. She told me that I was trying to make her into something she is not. And if I knew her at all, I wouldn't have purchased the said gifts. They were, you know, things like a beautiful, tasteful nightie, chocolates, perfumes, a very sexy set of not over-the-top nipple clamps. Nipple clamps? And... (laughs) Oh dear. Well, I always see that one coming. Oh, oh dear. I haven't read this, to be honest, everyone. So I was just listening to you, Laurie, you know, the chocolates and negligee. And I was like, all right, nipple clips. I didn't see that one coming. So, Well, he says that she's liked it in the past. Okay. But, okay, as you can imagine, after spending so much time taking care to research and work in these parameters, I thought she was comfortable in, uh, working the parameters that I thought she was comfortable in and has been in the past. To have her literally yell and scream at me that I didn't know her at all and I was trying to make her into something she was not has destroyed me emotionally. I've put on the brave face, but it's crushed me, and that's for sure. I see my wife as the most beautiful girl in the world, an incredibly beautiful, loving, and caring woman. I tell her this often, and now I'm at a loss as to where I might have gone wrong. I never push, force, or guilt her in any way, and it seems like I've really blown it this time. And I have no idea how or why, obviously. I've tried to speak to her about it. Mm. I, I wonder if it was the nipple clamps. Well, just it sucks. I'm sorry for this struggle. There's nothing worse than putting your heart out there and thinking you're going to have fireworks. And, and not only do you not get the good stuff, you get the rejection. And that's uh, when it goes to a place of you don't know me. I mean, it, it cuts to the deepest of places. So. Wait no, a second. Just, wait, wait, wait. I, th- 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 we gotta, we gotta go back to the nipple clamps, George. 
Well, we're going to get to the nipple clamps, right? That's <laughs> that's the trigger. I mean, he's he's like right. He's he's triggering her. I can imagine he's thinking this is going to be a kinky weekend. You know, this is going to be fun. We've done this in the past, and it goes chocolate lingerie, roses, hotel. These are those are pretty benign, right? But he signals her in this way, you know, this is what I want. And she is, whoa, not ready for that. Right. And again, we don't know a lot of the context here. We're just going to be guessing. I just want to start off by acknowledging, you know, how he ends, how broken up it is to want something, to think you're having a magical weekend and you wind up hearing that you're not, you don't even know your partner. That is like the, the ultimate of rejections. You know, and so I can feel his desperation in like not understanding how he got here, you know, and I think that's what we're going to try to spend some time really getting what what could have happened to his wife that she didn't take this opportunity that he thought would be pretty amazing. Instead, actually went to a place of feeling like he doesn't understand her at all. Yes. And, you know, obviously we're not in their bedroom and we don't know how often they use nipple clamps maybe it's like every single time or something Mm -hmm. you know but i guess i just imagine if you've got a sexual withdrawer who's kind of shut down it's a pretty pointed so to speak gift (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry (laughs) i mean it's definitely a direction and it's kind of a you know it's a little it's a little more on the variety pushing the envelope it's probably pushing the envelope. And so I'm I'm wondering, does he may, – maybe that's totally – they're kinky. So that could be totally normal. But if they're kinky, I don't know that he would be this unhappy, you know. Well, it's – again, it's, it's one thing if you're initiating the kink. It, but – so we're going to lean into her side of it. Right, we're we're using our own imaginations. But if this is a romantic anniversary weekend where the wine and the food and the conversations Lingerie, and the sunsets, the movies, right, the music, the candles, like that that kind of fits the, hotel. the scene. Right. All of that romantic stuff. It seems like that might be what she was really kind of looking forward to. And, you know, if he wanted to introduce the nipple clamps for himself. You know, that might have been an easier move, right? But when we make assumptions about what our partner's wanting, I think that's this is where the miss could happen, right? And wait, and, you're you're thinking maybe it was for himself. No, I'm that saying the if nipple it clamps could have been him. for because some men have a lot of sensation in their nipples, right? So yeah. they could they could really get off. No, on I'm that saying maybe. if it was for him, if he told it was for him, she probably would have had less a reaction to it. Right? He's making an assumption that this is going to be a turn on for her. Well, he's giving her the gifts, so I, I guess you right. would imagine yeah. Well, I don't I'm again, I haven't thought about this and we're just trying to like help this guy out. This couples had a really bad mess with each other. This is what the repair process looks like and you know, when you're introducing something new, I think it's easy to introduce something that you want instead of trying to introduce something your partner wants. So if 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 I want to bust out the handcuffs you know i give it as a gift like i'm gonna handcuff my Ooh, wife the former policeman busts well, out the handcuffs. and i Go might like it, that buddy. but Go i don't have it, a buddy. feeling she might not like that right <laughs> so if i'm taking out the handcuffs i think it's a safer bet to say right, handcuff me first but now is that making sense it's it's 
if we're introducing something new, that we introduce it as something we want, not something we're going to make our partner do. Look at, I mean, okay, if I lose my job as a therapist, I'm just going to be a men's health coach or something because, I mean, I I get it. I get what he's doing, but all the other gifts are in line with romance. This one is more in line with, you know, direct kinky sex and and we can't tell. And I get he's devastated because he's done all this work, but it's like if you're going to give somebody nipple clamps, you better be damn sure they want nipple clamps. If it if you're going away on a romantic weekend, right? I mean, you have to be certain of that. It's just such a big risk. It's like so easy to push her away with that or to pull her in whatever you however you want to put it using pushing away squeezing in we're oh, having too much with this uh <laughs> with the clamps and we don't i mean you got to have fun talking about this stuff we're just using this we're using this case that's a really bad miss and a sad miss but there's there's a need for help here and we will you know i think a lot of women would have this response that she had oh my goodness i mean i you know, all my low sexual desire women, how can we introduce something new to either partner, you know, if they're kind of already anxious or shy or withdrawn, or it's already a tension between us? I think the negative cycle, you know, if that's present, you don't go away on your anniversary weekend and bring nipple clamps. I, I just like, I mean, maybe you talk about nipple clamps on the weekend, like after you've made love a couple times and it's been great and you say, you know, I got this wild, crazy fantasy. How would you feel about it? You know, which always separating the intent and the impact. Right. So the intent for him was having more fun, being creative. It's beautiful. It's healthy. It's awesome. But the impact for her is he doesn't get me. It's like here I am wanting this more romantic side of me met. And yes. it introduces something that's just too much for me to get there. It sets me up. I want to have a weekend that has less pressure. It's an easier thing for us, mm-hmm. right? And and now I have this, like, I know I'm disappointing him. I know I don't want this. It was a setup, it feels like, for her. Right. right? So the impact just was a miss. And we're going to miss each other. And Like, how do we learn from that? I mean, she's literally yelling and screaming. I don't think anybody yells and screams about lingerie and... Chocolates Chocolate. and perfume and hotel rooms. It's like, and he says it was a tasteful nighty. I, I suppose you could yell and scream about a wild, crazy nightgown or lingerie outfit or something, but it doesn't sound like that's what he gave her. I'm like, I, I think this is some of the problem, though. It's like, was there any part of you that kind of worried about the impact of that gift? It's like, if there's a check in your spirit or your heart that says, oh, I don't know how this is going to land. When you're going on a romantic weekend, it's got to be a solid gut check that says, yep, she's going to like this. She's, you know, it's going to be great. We're playing the percentages here. Chocolate had like a 90% chance of being received. The the music, the, the clamps had a much lower percentage. And how do we not set ourselves up for not seeing something, not being prepared? So much of our training for therapists is trying to say, all right, when you try something, be ready for openness or defensiveness. If it leads to openness, great. That person is going with you. Continue to go. 
if it leads to defensiveness, you have to move, you have to pivot, you have to do something differently. They're not where you want them to be. The timing isn't right. This is what we're talking about with couples in conversations, right? His intent was beautiful. If she was open and liked the clamps, great. They'd still be having sex right now. But she wasn't. He got defensiveness. How do we pivot and start to kind of honor that defensiveness? This is a chance to know his wife a little bit better. There's something that was in that misattunement that I think was really important. And if he gets so caught up in his own pain, he can't keep the focus on her and understand what she don't like. That's what we're trying to do here today. We're going to try to give some space to just try to understand why she might have that strong reaction. We're not giving it permission because it does bad things to him, but we just want to understand why would a lot of women have this response? (laughs) I am just not going to role play nipple clamp scenario with you after the break. I think so. We're talking for you. One of the best stocking stuffer gifts that you could give your partner. Basically, imagine the best orgasm or sex you've ever had. And this can be better. You can have bigger and better orgasms by yourself or with your partner. Foria is using all-natural, plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure. And also, it relieves discomfort, which is so important for so many women. They have tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives changed by using this product. I really think that it's good. This sex oil and Awaken, you know, you can use it to make sex more pleasurable. So if you have a vagina or someone that you love has a vagina, please consider buying Foria, the product. It uses CBD oil, which I think is fine, and it warms and it has a sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance your arousal and kind of give you better access to pleasure. It turns you on. You have my permission. Try this. I fully endorse it. Go ahead and treat yourself or your partner to deeper, fuller pleasure you can use it as often as possible, and you can start with a bottle of Foria. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay, or just use the code foreplay at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash foreplay for 20% off your first order. I highly recommend their Awaken Arousal Oil and their Sex Oil. Thank me later. Okay, you guys, I am so busy and not the most organized person in the world. And so I use this new app. It's called Rocket Money. It was formerly known as Truebill. And, you know, it's like I forget all the subscriptions and stuff that I sign up for. So if you're wasting money like me on subscriptions, and 80% of people are if they have subscriptions that they've forgotten about, maybe like unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account or whatever, this is a great app to help you track all your expenses and to figure out what are you using, what are you not. So do you really know how much these subscriptions cost over time? Most Americans think that they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but it's actually closer to 200. That's right, because of all the apps that we've signed up for and we've forgotten about. So get rid of those useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. Cancel all your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash foreplay. Okay. Okay. Listen, A, I I get your heart. I do. And a lot of people would say this is no big deal. A lot of women would say no big deal because they're more open. So I want to play devil's advocate for you maybe a little bit to defend you about 
what was going. George has defended you in the first part. And George, I want you to play the other side this time. I, I do see it, right? You are saying these are things that she's been aware of and we've done in the past. So I didn't think it was a big deal. And I also get that for you, a weekend away, a sex weekend away on your anniversary, you you want something exciting. You want something to be different, some variety, some excitement. And, you know, you're trying to bring that in with, you know, anything and maybe for you, this is a, you know, on a scale of one to 10, this is a five. It's not even your 10 fantasy. You know, maybe it was the swing and the ropes and everything else that you mm-hmm. wanted. And you're like, the only thing I brought was the little tiny nipple clamps. It's okay. you know. So I, I do get it. And I'm going to send you a personal email because I want you to know that I get where you're going with this. And I also get that it's hurtful. And I think one of the things that's so hurtful when as sexual pursuers, we want more expansion is it can be so frustrating over time that it just feels like no matter what we suggest, nothing's going to go in. Nothing's going to hit our partner as fun and exciting and playful and with freedom. You know, you're going to get shot down. And I hear him. He was totally shot down. Um, I just want to put a word of caution out there. Lori's brain is, <laughs> is totally stuck on these clamps. So. <laughs> I think her husband's going to have some uh, good conversations tonight. No, we're not going there with clamps. All right. We're tapping into something really deep within Laurie here. Some primal longings. Where do I see this a lot with couples I'm working with? I think they go away, similar dynamics, but the couple, the, the husband wants to, you know, throw on some pornography to spice things up, to get it, you know, oh, yeah. get it going. And then it's a huge turnoff for the wife. Yeah. Right? We're always talking about gas pedals and brakes. Right? This is a gas pedal for him. He wants some clamps. Great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the past, maybe it was for her. This weekend, it was not. How do we trust that it's a break and really just give her the space to understand what was it about that that was a break? You know, I think what a lot of women would describe is that that when your heart, just like he got disappointed, he was expecting something magical and he got instead blown up. She was probably looking for the most romantic weekend that they could have, the most engaged, just the two of them, great conversations. And I would think those clamps are a signal like that objectifies. This is just about the act of sex. This isn't about me. This isn't about... You know, and maybe that was the block why she went to defensiveness. But it's not coincidence that she goes to you don't know me. If you would know me, right, we would be doing something different. You went down a different road than what I was hoping to go down. You know, I work with this with people all day long. And it is frustrating, I think, as the sexual pursuer. Like, look at I, you know, my brain works over time. And. I feel it for you, you know? I I hear sexual innuendo in every single conversation I'm in, and I just, you know, I'm a therapist, and I'm a neighbor lady, and, you know, you just, like, have to keep it inside. You, you, don't, you don't let that stuff out. And, you know, if you get shot down by your partner when you're keeping it all inside, all your ideas, all your fantasies, all your fun, it's like this is discouraging. So I, I know there's a huge block when somebody says, look at my brain – you know, is on steroids when it comes to sex. Literally, especially if you're a male, your brain is on steroids. That's the truth, guys. And if you're a woman and you don't have any steroids going on and you're like, 
you know, can't you think about anything else? I, I don't think like that. I, that's not who I am. And that's perfectly okay. I think the problem is, uh, how do we meet? How do we meet in this place when one brain is just like, that's not a turn on. I'm sorry, but that's not what I think of with sex. And the other one is like, that's all I think about right. as sex. That's the dilemma they get stuck in. But how do they get out of it? How do they repair is just trying to honor kind of each person's protection. So how does he befriend her protest? I get his, her protest was super hurtful to say you don't even know me, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of health in that protest that says, and she's actually standing up for it, which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. It's really her way of saying she's pursuing in that moment, right? She's saying, I need something to change. Mm -hmm. There was something about what you introduced that was over the top for me. My heart wanted something else. And how do we get help him see actually her standing up is the healthiest thing she can do? It would be worse if she just kind of went ahead with the f and just kind of kept all her stuff down. I know the timing sucked for him, but there really is some good feedback in her protest. Yeah. It, it's trying to say, this is harder for me a lot of the times. I have pressure when it comes to sex. Right. And if you do things that reduce that pressure, it makes it so much easier to let my body go. But if you do things that increase it, you know, it, it gets to a point where it's just too hard to do. And I think that's where this place came from. But the heart of this message, right? Why he's reaching out is the mission is to understand his wife better. Why, when he was expecting openness, did he get her defensiveness? I mean, we could spend yes. a whole show on yes. the good reasons he's hurt. Because that's what happens when we get defensiveness from the partner we love, especially when we don't see it coming and we think we're getting the very opposite. So, I mean, get, we do get this man's world. But, right? you know, you, you got to repair this. If your partner is, you're going away on a weekend and your partner ends up screaming at you in your face. You don't, you don't know me. Like, yep. oh, my God, you need to you need to back off right then because you got to salvage the weekend. And it's yep. like, you know, damn, I, I fuck, I missed it. You know, it's like, I totally missed this. I missed you. I am so sorry. Yep. You know, um, and she could have said, it <laughs> I much got the less... receipt. I can return them. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't think she, they let you return hip clubs. She could have said it a lot differently. Right. Which would be her work. But again, I'm trying to help him see to repair. Like he just, he wasn't where she needed him to be. And, you know, his sorry can't come from a place of, I just want this to go away. His sorry is coming from that genuine place. Like I tried to give you something that triggered something bad inside of you. I didn't know that that wasn't my intent, but I can see how that pushed you over the edge. Right. And you speaking up and saying you didn't appreciate that. I get the message. The whole point of her criticism is saying you don't know me. She wants him to know her better. That's the beauty in it. I want you to see how something like this doesn't work for me. If you know me, you get that. She's wanting him to know her better. That is the good news here. I know. I know. And to his credit, right? I, I listen all day long. People who want anal, people who want handcuffs and nipple clamps and kink and sex outside. I mean, they, they want so much and it can be, uh, he was shut down. He was slam shut. Yeah. I mean, he had a fantasy in his mind that this was going to be hot, a hot weekend. And he thought his wife knew that and was going for that. And I, it was just such a surprise to me when I read the, the list yeah. of romantic gifts. And then we get to that. And 
I mean, clearly that's it somehow or another mimics her surprise. Yeah. You know, all this all this romance and then the very overt sexual thing. And I'm not against this. I'm not against kink. I'm not against nipple clamps or anything. But what did you say? This is the setup, Lori, that so many pursuers could think about this stuff so often that it becomes normal for them. You know, it's not such a stretch chocolate and, and nipple clamps. It's like they go together because their brain is just thinking about it all the time. They don't see how for other people that's actually pretty separate. Yeah, they don't see that. This is all about helping our listeners. And we are both sexual pursuers. We know what it's like to risk and for our partner to not be where we oh, yeah. think they're going to be. Oh, yeah. right? And the pain of that rejection is, is, is real. But I, I think what I'm taking out of this is how do we help sexual pursuers see and be more prepared to, for you know, their pushing to be misattuned, to not be where their partner needs, and to take that less personal, to be able to, you know, I think if there was more, more thinking about it beforehand, as you introduce that, those nipple clamps, you have an ability to pivot with where it goes. And I, I think that I hope that's the takeaway for a lot of pursuers. We need like a coaching site, like checking in, what do you think, you know? Lingerie, chocolates, nipple clamps, what do you think? Just so somebody can say, hey, there's a little check here in my spirit about that part. And I think it's much safer to introduce something new for you to try it before you're asking your try it partner to try it. I think that's just a, a safer startup. You know, if I'm going to nudge Kathy, you know, nipple clamps for George for Christmas. Listen, I think she, I'd have a better chance. I took out those nipple clamps and I was like, I had this wild thing and I clamped them on my own nipples. Like <laughs> she might laugh about it. She might, but she probably would have less of a response that I said, Hey, there's something I want to try with you. Right. That's making a leap in, in that I don't have her buy-in for. And, you know, it, it could be a turn on and it might work, but I got to be ready for it not to work. And I think a lot of pursuers don't prepare for that. They just prepare it for, for it to work. They don't have a plan if it's not what their partner wants. And that's what we're trying to be more intentional in this conversation. Like be ready for you to be a little out in front of them and have a plan for how to repair that and adjust that instead of just feeling so discouraged and defeated. Because that is just you hoping something good is going to happen and being totally surprised when it doesn't. We are not saying you got to settle for vanilla sex all your life, but there's a path. There's a path to nipple clamps. There, there is like, you got to warm that path up for a while and talk about it and, you know, share feelings and, and share fantasies. And this is the thing I, I want to say to all the sexual pursuers out there. It's like, I get it. I totally get it that you want more. And that you want more intensity and you want more and you variety. Should. And that's beautiful. And, and you know, if you're with one person all your life, you gotta you gotta have something more. And I get that. But if you're pressuring and the negative cycle has already got you, yep. you are not gonna make any headway. You have to reduce the pressure. You have to applaud every time your partner takes a tiny step towards you. You you have to support that. Yeah. And and I just think that when we're disappointed and we're angry and, you know, we're defensive and we hole up hurt. It does not help our cause. So, okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Try those nipple clips. <laughs> okay. So tell us about your cutting edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it. 
coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment by moment moves of what a therapist can use. And we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. Right, you need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.